1: Yep. Hey, uh, by the way, I don't know if you've followed this little soap opera, but Brad Porter, the former mariner, one of my favourite mariners of all time, he's been joining us lately, and he's usurped Adam Kwasnick. Really? Yeah. Now, Quaz is held in high esteem within the SEN network, but Brad Porter has quickly, rapidly, maybe taken the number one mantle. Really? And Brad Porter joins us. Here, and Quaz has actually messaged, right. uh, speaking about inquiries. I think Quaz, the word on the street is he's not happy. Yeah. Brad Porter, can you enlighten us? How is the second greatest goalscorer at the Mariners faring this week?
0: Yeah, look, he's okay. He's okay. As I said last week, he's been a little bit quiet. Um, but uh, obviously, get in touch with you guys, and you've given him a little bit of reassurance. So um, yeah, he knows he's, he's he's number two, so he's, he's comfortable with that for now. <laughs>
1: I can't believe how quickly you've gone to number one in the pecking order after just two weeks on the show
0: yeah looking incredible isn't it Steve it's, a, it's been a meteoric rise um, after after 10 years out of the game but um, I'm not complaining Steve, and either of the listeners
1: yeah uh, mate I'm glad you got a fan club already you sound like Tony Clark you might be the new benchmark <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, we'll see how we go, we'll
1: see how we go. OK, Mariners get their first win, 4-2. They were down 2-0. There's a red card to Nikolai Topor Stanley. And then suddenly, I think in a 23-minute period, we score four goals. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, look, it was great that the, the side got back to winning ways last week, opened their uh, account for the for the season. Uh, really good performance all around, I think, even, even though we went down 2-0, uh, within 20, 28 minutes of the game, you you just felt both the goals kind of came against the run of the play, and um, I was confident even at two nil down that we'd get back into it. And obviously, the red card was was certainly a help. Um, but I think the the stats tell a story. I think we had twenty four shots to four throughout the ninety minutes, so it was a, a comprehensive victory, and and some players who probably didn't do themselves justice the week before. We spoke about individuals that weren't at their best, players like Farrell and, and Ayongo. They've actually come off the bench and, and scored. So, org um, as well for, for tonight's clash against the Wanderers. Yeah, Brad, so it was obviously an important win last week and to actually turn around and, you know, and define the goals. So, what, what was the turnaround? What, what made them, sort of I suppose, convert those opportunities that they haven't done so far this year? Yeah, look, it's, it's difficult to say. I, I had a good chat with uh, with Monty through the week and, and he kind of felt, even though they hadn't picked up results in those first couple of weeks, he, he as the coach of the team, felt that um, they weren't too far off. I, I think if you look at, obviously, the game against the Jets that was washed out, that doesn't help in terms of momentum and the league table. Um, you know, we obviously caught the, a 90th-minute equaliser over in Wellington, so we haven't been that far off. It was probably only the Perth game that um, you know, the side didn't perform well, so... Yeah, look, great result last week. And, and as I said, hopefully we can carry that confidence into tonight's game.
1: Yeah, and Brad, what about the work from Garang Qual setting up Jason Cummings? Can you try to describe just the beautiful flair and creativity from a young player to fine Cummings, both of them socceroos? Yeah, look,
0: it was great to see both of them in top form last week. And and Garang just does that time and time again. When he's at his best and, and against you know opponents that are tired you know i think he's probably and i had a chat with him the other day and and you know i asked him the question if he was disappointed at not starting games but um and he's actually enjoying come coming off the bench at the minute i think when he you know when he starts a game it's a little bit different you've got to do a little bit more defensive work the game's a little bit tighter um i think as the as the game wears on it opens up um his you know explosivity and his ability to to go beyond players, whip in crosses, create and score goals um, is a huge asset for the team.
1: Tonight we take on the Western Sydney Wanderers, who've had a fantastic start to the season themselves. What are you hearing out of our camp? Do we pretty much go with an unchanged lineup?
0: Yeah, look, it's difficult to say. I mean, uh, I know Monty's confident. Um, you know, I've you know I've seen the Wanderers play a little bit. I've seen them on a couple of occasions this season, and. They're getting results, but if I look at their overall performances, I haven't been overly impressed. Um, so, yes, they're sitting second in the ladder, three wins and a draw. But, yeah, look, I'm, I'm backing us tonight. Um, I think if we play anywhere near where we were last week, um, I think we can certainly certainly do one on
1: the Wanderers tonight. Actually, I'd have to agree with you, because after watching the Wanderers play Newcastle last week... I think and I'm not sure I should say this publicly but I think I lasted 30 minutes Brad before I flicked over to watch some other sport because yeah maybe you spoil watching the EPL but you know there was just hardly anything happening in the final third far too many back passes for my liking and when you watch the EPL Gary and I were just talking off the air about the all out attack that you love to see
0: yeah and I think that's where you know the Mariners are at their best as well I think you know, if you look at the game last week and, and a lot of occasions last season when the team's doing well, it is that all-out attack. We get bodies bodies in motion going forward. Um, but I agree with you. You look at a team like the Wanderers, you know, they like to sit deep. Um, they're very pragmatic in their approach. Um, it's not necessarily easy on the eye, but if they continue picking up results, you know, we can't, we can't complain and we can't argue with it.
1: Speaking of the EPL... So we've got a blockbuster this weekend, uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea.
0: Yeah, look, a, a massive game. Um, Chelsea, you know, got back to winning ways during the week uh, in the Champions League, beating Dinamo Zagreb. But yeah, you know, they were obviously, um, you know, they were humbled last week by, by Brighton, um, which was obviously a massive, a massive result. Um, obviously, their managers come from Brighton, so that was a huge, huge for that small club. But they'll be looking to get back to winning ways. And for Arsenal, it's another opportunity for them to really... Um, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for Arsenal to do an Arsenal and, um, you know, slip up and, and move back to the pack. But I'll tell you what, if they get a result at Chelsea this weekend, you know, they have to start to be, you know, talked about, I think, as as title challenges for Manchester City. The other big game, Brad, obviously, is Tottenham at, at, against Liverpool. Tottenham scraped through to the, the knockout stage of the Champions League during the week, and... Uh, And Liverpool, they've mixed their form pretty well much this year. Yeah, look, Liverpool have got all sorts of issues. Um, You know, again, there's a lot of debate about whether they're, you know, they're at the end of their cycle and, you know, whether Jurgen Klopp's kind of um, left it a little bit late to refresh things. I think they've got one of the oldest um, starting 11s in the Premier League, so there's certainly a few questions being asked there. Um, Tottenham, on the other hand, they're a side that's picking up results, but probably similar to the conversation we had about the Wanderers, they're... They're getting results, but they're not necessarily playing great football at the moment. So, um, I mean, this could go either way. The fact that it's at Tottenham, you know, i probably lean towards them um, in terms of getting the result. But, yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah, and I guess a lot of us loved Newcastle when Alan Shearer was there. What a stellar career he had. But now we, we've we almost been hit by a ball here. Uh, the game that's on the northern field, uh, the white ball has come and almost struck us. Uh now that qual has got a connection with Newcastle, even though he'll go straight out on loan, I feel like everyone on the Central Coast will follow Newcastle more closely. They're having a sensational year. They're on twenty-four points, sitting fourth at the moment. Brad, and they're away against Southampton this weekend.
0: Yeah, look, they're flying at the minute. Um, unfortunately, they got uh, they got up over my club Aston Villa last week, so I wasn't wasn't uh, oh. overly impressed with that. But, oh, how um, bad was Villa? You... Yeah, we were bad, we were bad, but, um, you know, you and I, Emery takes over this week against United, so we'll see, but, um, yeah, look, Newcastle, obviously, new ownership, and, and they've signed a lot of players, but, you know, I think you've got to give Eddie Howe credit, because it's not just the players and the money that they've spent, um, you know, they, they're getting the best out of some players in that squad who, were, who have been there since they were down in the, the relegation places, so, yeah. Um, Yes, they've spent a lot of money, but I think you've got to give the manager a great deal of credit for getting the best out of, of the players they already had.
1: Hey, BP, any final words this morning in this outstanding A-League and EPL segment?
0: No, look, no final words from me. I'm, look, I'm excited to, to delve a little bit deeper into this podcast idea, Steve. I think, uh, I think the listeners on the coast would enjoy it. Maybe even, you know, we could even add in a cameo for Quaz. You know, not so much for the listeners, but more so for him and... You know, his self esteem. But
1: um, what what are your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. What we need to do is talk to sponsors and uh, then we can take this a little further. The next step.
0: Absolutely, mate. Well, my people talk to your people and we'll go from there. (laughs)